Kia ora, good morning or good afternoon or just whenever you're watching and listening to this. Hi. Hi. Hey. Uh, today, it is the 11th of July, Tuesday, 2023, just in case you forgot what year it was. Uh, so, Omalo and Evie here. Happy Matariki. Oh, yes, Matariki. Woo. I, I, I keep getting confused because some people are saying that. Because Matariki obviously is not just a single day. Mm. It's a, it's like almost a, it's a period of time. Yeah. Um, and everyone's like telling me different times of when Matariki starts and when it finishes. And some people are like, ah, it's all of July. But then they're like, no, 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 no. It starts on the 11th or something like that. I'm yeah, like, I got told it started today and I'm just going to follow that. I'm yeah. excited. Yeah, I'm excited. I am excited. Uh, coming up on the show today, we've got everything from, of course, it being Tuesday, your new music. We've got some Matariki celebrations. We've got 0800 Collective joining us on the show. We're talking everything from... K-pop drama to uh, other K-pop drama. I yeah, got a lot there's, of there's a lot of there's a lot of K-pop drama. Oh, and, it's good. <laughs> and playgrounds. Playgrounds. They don't correlate with each other. They're two separate things. But just so you know, that's what we're talking about. Uh, but to kick things off today on the show, we have a very special guest. We are joined right now by in-depth Chow Māori journalist Alice Stewart, who is going to run us through exactly how to do a hotapu ceremony for Matariki. It is Matariki, Māori New Year, woohoo! And it's only the second time that Matariki has been a public holiday here in Aotearoa. So for some of you, you might be wondering, what is the best way to celebrate? If you're from Ponikia, you will know it is not popping fireworks. That is not what we're doing. <laughs> but if you're uh, a bit lost on what you're supposed to be doing, no judgment at all. I'm joined today by in-depth Chiao Māori journalist and my good Judy, Alice Stewart. Kia ora. How are you doing? Oh, you're good, you're good. Kate's you're good, good, you're good. Māori New Year's here, so like feeling excited, you know, like new beginnings. New beginnings. Reflect you know, highs and lows from it's last the last year. year of realising things, as Kylie Jenner said. Oh, yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah, I love it. Anyway, <laughs> um, you wrote a fabulous sort of handy-dandy guide mm. on how to host a hotapu ceremony. Mm. So to start off, what is a hotapu Ooh, ceremony? Yeah, hotapu. So it's like a ceremony that our ancestors used to do at Te Mātahi o Te Tau, which is um, the Māori New Year. Um, and it's got three components. Um, and you kind of you're observing the stars, you're acknowledging the dead, and then you're feeding the stars with some kai that you've gathered. Um, and then it's kind of like a way to give thanks to the stars because they provide. And yeah, and it's kind of like looking ahead. We observe the stars, and we depending on like what star is brightest, it like says different things about what might be good for the new year so if the star that's associated with um food grown in the ground is the brightest then it might mean that we're going to have really like abundant crops for food in the ground or it might be like the star associated with um seawater and like kaimona might be the brightest so we might be able to like harvest more you know like fish you know all that kind of stuff yeah yeah. <laughs> Should we go through the different sections of it? I was going to say, so yeah. what is involved in a hotapu ceremony? Sweet. So there are three significant components. So, so there's te tirohanga, which is acknowledging and reading of the star cluster, which I just spoke a little bit about. Um, Taki mō teatea, which is remembrance of the dead. And whangai i nā fetu, which means feeding the stars. Whangai is feeding and then fetu is stars, so if that makes sense. Um, so... Basically, I talked a little bit about that first section to Tirohanga. That's observing the stars. Um, where we're checking for um, which one's the brightest and what that means for the new year. Then we move on to Takimotiatia, and that's the remembrance of the dead. And so this is kind of the time in the ceremony where you would read out the um, names of our mate, our, um, our our people who have passed on in the last year of Matariki. And basically the idea from our tūpuna is that they become stars. It's pretty It's pretty special, it's pretty cool. Um, and then we've got the last section, which is feeding of the stars. And I would say, I mean, like, that's kind of the most exciting part. It's pretty cool. Um, and how we do that is that we gather kai from 
um, the four different stars that represent food. Tupuanuku, which is the star associated with everything that grows within the soil. So traditionally we'd um, gather like kumara, but you could grab like a piece of potato or like a carrot. Um, you'd get tipuarangi, which is the star connected with everything that grows in the trees. So that's like fruits, berries, but also like birds. So back in the day, my understanding that it was, um, I think it was kereru. But oh. obviously we wouldn't do that now. Um, oh, absolutely not. So we're doing like, maybe you could get chicken um, or some berries would be a good choice. Then you're gathering some kai from YT, which represents all freshwater bodies and food sources sustained by those waters. So you could use eel or freshwater crayfish or watercress. Um, and then you're grabbing something for waita, which is the fetu linked to the ocean and salt water. So that's like snapper, shellfish, seaweed. And how you prepare that kai traditionally, it would be cooked in what we call as uh, te umu kohu kohu fetu, which is the steaming earth oven of the stars. And that would be like kind of similar to a hangi, mm. yeah? But now you can totally just put all that kai into a pot, cook it over the stove, and then what I would recommend, um, you put the lid on, keep the lid, because the whole thing is about the steam releasing to the stars, oh. and that's how we feed the stars. So cook it all in a pot together, that's important. Take the pot out, I would say, around 6 a.m. before the sun rises, um, and then when you get to this part of the hotapu ceremony, and we'll do like a, you do like a series of karakia, you get to this part after you've um, read the names of the mate, of, of, of those who have passed on, you take the lid off and then all the steam comes out and rises and then um, that feeds the stars. So yeah, that's kind of hotapu if that makes sense. Um, and in that there's a whole bunch of karakia that we recite, but that kar- you, you don't have to write your own karakia. No stress. You don't have to be a tohunga or an expert to do this. Um, the karakia you can get online from a resource booklet that Dr. Rangi Matamua, who is kind of like um, the, big, the big dog in the world of Matariki, he's like this amazing astronomer um, and expert of Matariki. He's kind of been like... Your sort of go-to guy. He's your go-to guy in Te Ao Māori about Matariki. Um, and he's written, along with Sir, Sir, uh, Sir Po Temera, has written this, um, all these amazing karakia that you can use. And you can find that online at, on the Matariki website. Amazing. Yeah. So, like, find that. Find that resource booklet and then gather your kai. And then that will have all the instructions. But... I think the main thing to take away is that we want it to be super accessible to everyone. Yeah. Like, so it's not just for Māori. Like, I want everyone to be involved, and it doesn't have to be this big dramatic thing. Like, it can be super low-key if you want, um, and super, yeah. Like, it doesn't have to be elaborate, because mm. we saw Hotapu, if you watch the Matariki um, live stream last year on TVNZ or RNZ, we live streamed it. Um, <laughs> and you'll see it on the RNZ website again this year. We'll be live streaming it. It's in Rotorua and it's the government one. Um, it's super elaborate. It doesn't have to be that elaborate. Like if you don't have the the putia, the money to spend on fancy kai, don't. You know, like that's all mm, You can mm. get like a, a tin of canned salmon. Yeah, I was going to say, you can yeah. get one of the little tuna, little tuna cans. Exactly. All good. Exactly. Like that's what I mean. Like grab what's in your pantry if it works with the, the fetu. Um, and it can be like way less elaborate. The simplicity of hotapu, like if you did it more simply, it doesn't take away from the mana mm. of the ceremony. For us as Māori, it's more about the intention and mm. acknowledging those have passed, acknowledging the what the stars have given us for the last year and kind of looking ahead. Um, and after you finish the hotapu ceremony, it's like all about celebration. It's like all exciting. So it doesn't have to be like super sad, you know? Mm, mm, yeah, mm. yeah. It's that easy. It's, it's that easy. It's that easy. Yeah. Um, question though. Mm. Is there a wrong way 
to do a hotapu ceremony? Is there a way to just be really disrespectful and just screw it up? You know, I mean, in Te Ao Māori, have, like, super different opinions on this. But, like, for me, I don't really think so. I think if the intention is there, I mean, like, if you go into it, you're like, I'm going to disrespect Te Ao Māori. Like, yeah, absolutely. Don't do that. <laughs> but if you're, like, I really want to, like, respect this. And if you, like, pronounce some of the words wrong in the karakia, kei te pai, kei te pai. Like, we're all on a journey, right? Like, I, I want everyone to try it out, Um, you know, as I was saying, don't have to buy fancy food. Like, I, yeah, if the intention is there, that's what matters, I reckon. Um, I don't think you're going to mess it up. Amazing. Yeah. Give it a go, people. Give it, Give a, go. it a go. Give it a go. Give it a go. Um, and the last thing I would say is, like, also seek out your own korirou within your iwi or hapu. Speak to Komatua to learn more about the tradition because everyone has a different way of doing it. And because Matariki is so, the the um, public holiday is so new to us, mm. we're all learning about how it how our hapu and whānau do it. So, like, do a bit of that. Do a bit of research, you know. Do a bit of research, have a little goog, have a little geese around. All, that is all written up wonderfully by Ella on rnz.co.nz. It's also in the link in our bio on Instagram. Go have a little looky and, and give it a go. Have a little go. Give it a geese. Give it a geese. <laughs> Big shout out to Ella. Um, I just love Ella as a person, but also like I really appreciate it because I didn't really know how you'd really get, like, like, celebrate Matariki in that sense. Yeah, I think that um, a lot of us, especially maybe our generation and up, wasn't a lot of information available to us even online. So it's really cool that people like Ella are, like, happy to put that out there for us mm. and we can all enjoy Matariki, which is cool. And I, she's great. I'm obsessed with her. Yeah. Oh, yeah. But uh, in more dire, serious, stressful, breaking news... K-drama. K-pop drama. K-pop drama. Not a K-drama. It's a K-pop drama with the K-pop girls. Are you ready? I... No. Okay. Okay. <laughs> How much time do we have? <laughs> yeah. Strap in. Okay, so uh, it's that time again where I ramble about uh, K-pop to all of you. Uh, some of you love it. Some of you don't. But too bad because I'm doing it anyway. So you know the girl group 5050, the song Cupid. I gave a second chance to Cupid. It's a song that... um. Loose Gang made famous. Yeah. yeah. And now I'm left to feel stupid. Anyway, that song, Banger, you all know it. We all love it. That group, 5050, are currently at the centre of a very nasty court case about the ownership of that song and the ownership of the group and what label they're signed to and all Jeez. of this stuff and everyone is in court. So it's a big story, but it is interesting. It's getting messy. Strap in. So there are three key figures involved in this story. One of them is Ton Hong Jun, who is the founder of entertainment company Attract, who 5050 are signed to. There is also An Sung Il, who is the CEO and chief producer of The Givers, who also are another company that have a stake in 5050. And the third important figure is a company called Camp, who are a concert management company based in the US. But it is important to note here that key figure number two, An Sung Il, used to be an employee of Camp in 2019. Following me so far? All right. Here on the Tahi, we are really good at coming up with ideas. Sometimes we are not the best at shortening those ideas down into less than 10 minutes for the information to come out of the mouths. So what we've done is we've, <laughs> we've ended up uh, moving on with the show now, but if you want to, are you interested in what Evie was talking about just then, you can go to our TikTok and you see the full, I think, nine-minute video uh, with all the information for you. So um, thank you, Evie. Very informative. Uh, let's get back to the show. 
I kept up as best as possible, Evie. I'm sorry. I know. I it's a track. lot. It's, I it's know a it's lot. a lot. But it's crazy, right? It is pretty crazy. The fact that you, we've been talking about this uh, for nine minutes now. Oh, is that how long I've been going? Yeah. <laughs> oh. Yeah, I got lost somewhere in the middle, man. Too much sauce. Yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm really sorry. I was. I just wanted to give all the facts because I like. There's so much happening. There's infighting. There's leaked phone calls. Like I just. What I want is just for some more bangers from the girls. Yeah. That's what I'm after. I respect it, but, but yeah. I also need to remind you that uh, here on the Tahi, we celebrate homegrown music, and that's why we're coming back to the sunny shores of Aotearoa for our new music post that dropped yesterday. Uh, starting us off. Our featured artist this week is L.E.O. Leo. Uh, T-Roy from Standard. Uh, he's a phenomenal talent. I'm really happy to see all of the boys doing their own sort of solo projects. Um, big shout out to the Standard team. Shout out to, just shout out to Otara. Love the boys. Love their mahi. Um, also, you get, you get one quick K-pop mention all right. Yeah, I've, I've very much had my full, so I'm going to do this really quickly. Yeah, we only put local on this week, which is great. We do love doing that when we've got a whole bunch of local songs we want to share. But it did mean that there was one international track that didn't make the cut. And it is New Jeans' new song, Super Shy. It is very good. If I ever was to try and convince people to just like listen to a K-pop song, just listen to it. It's fun. It's good. You liked it. Evie made me play it. Like We, we, were, pre- we, were, prepping, the we were prepping the show yesterday, and she's like, you should listen to it. And I was like, yeah, no, I will. And she goes, you should let now just yeah. play it now just yeah. play a little bit now just play just play a little, little pop it down. Down. just play, pop a, down. play a little uh, new jeans new uh, super shy and i was like uh yeah sure uh not bad not not bad not but, not my type of music but you like but you it. can't deny that it's a good record thank like, you yeah i was okay. like actually like yeah okay i see why evie was making a if you sent an email a long email with all Every song that was mentioned was just New Jeans, Super Shy. And I woke up to that at like, what, 7 a.m. or something? Yeah, I was up early. I was yeah, about it. Um, that was a rough one. Um, but we had a ton of local artists on there. Macy's on there. Um, Crystal's on there. Uh, Elena's on there. Party's on there. Yeah, uh, Aiden Fine's on there. Swiss. There's Swiss. a ton. Um, all of that music has been added to the Tahi list on Spotify, which you can check out, or you can tune on into the live stream over on our website, tahi.fm, where those fresh tunes are spinning round the clock. Make sure you check that out while we get back to it. In another court case story, we have Threads. Threads just recently launched. In fact, Thursday last week at 11 a.m., Threads launched here in Aotearoa. Uh, we are on Threads, our first Thread. Uh, uh, an angel on the streets, a menace in the Threads. You can thank me for that. Yeah, no, it's always killing yeah. it on the Threads. I'm I just, can't, I can't be trusted with that sort of thing. Um, <laughs> I'm just, I'm just, I'm doing the same thing I would on Twitter. I'm just. I'm shitposting. Yeah, why not? Why not? Threads is essentially very similar to what Twitter once was. Um, You can like, you can retweet, essentially, and you can comment. It's it's very, very similar. Um, It's, yeah, I mean, it's a competitor, a direct competitor. Yeah. But it is my Instagram. Um, If you remember, uh, last year... Was it last year that Elon bought Twitter? Or was it earlier this year? Who knows, man? I forget. Man, that guy's done so much in the time he's, he's had busy, it. Bro. He's been busy. One of uh, Elon's first orders of business as the CEO and owner of Twitter was to sack everybody, 
Everybody that worked there, he was like, we're cutting costs, we're sacking you. We talked about this last week. He, he wasn't paying bills and things like that. He was also really mean to all the people he fired yeah. and was like roasting them on Twitter. Yeah, so after he let go hundreds of staff members, in particular programmers, he jumped over to Twitter to say that they were essentially, and I'm paraphrasing here, but he was basically saying that they were useless, mm. they they weren't of much value to the company, they hadn't done anything in the past, and they weren't going to do anything in the future. A lot of those people, allegedly, were then hired by Meta and went over to start working on threads for Instagram. And Elon, now seeing the success and buzz around threads, is threatening to sue Mark Zuckerberg and Meta for threads essentially stealing Twitter. Uh, in particular, the CEO, if I understand, has sent through a cease and desist letter? A cease and desist uh, letter via email, which for some reason I always imagined a cease and desist would come in a little Billy manila. Fo- no, it's yeah. just an email. Oh. Um, but they're claiming that it's it's not a competitor, it's just a copy. Mm. And uh, Elon, in a shocking twist I could have possibly seen coming, has decided to tweet about this. Oh, yeah. Uh, and has called... Uh, the Zuck, a word that rhymes with Zuck, that he's been called many times, which is a bit gross, uh, also uh, then said that, I feel even weird just saying this because it's so tragic. This is a safe place. He said on Twitter that him and the Zuck should have a literal dick measuring contest. And it's just like, dude. Grow up, man. Who... What? Elon's like fifty something years yeah, old. Man. He's not, and nobody thinks he's like. Let's be, let's keep it a buck. No one thinks Elon's tough, like, nah. or hung. You nah. know, yeah. <laughs> uh, it um, is. It's it's a strange thing because threats is essentially a direct, like it genuinely is, very obvious that it's a direct rip of Twitter. But Twitter isn't working right now. It's like well, falling apart. Their uh, website track is also tanking, according to the chief of the internet services company, Cloudflare. Um, they're, yeah, they're tanking, and then uh, overnight, they've hit 100 million users on threads already. Mm. Um, but it's like, remember, Instagram took stories from Snapchat, mm. and then I stopped using Snapchat at that time because Snapchat did some weird update, and it was weird now, and I could just post my stories on Instagram where my friends were actually on. Mm. So, like, I wonder if we're going to have that again. But what I have noticed about threads is that a lot of people I follow on Instagram, I don't really want to know what they're saying. I just want to see their outfits. Some people are nice to look at, not nice to hear from. You know what I mean? You like, can't have everything. Yeah. You, you can't know. have everything at the end of the day. It's, uh, it's yeah, it's it's actually a really, I like the idea of that because there's no ads. There yeah. are zero ads on threads right now. For how and, long? <laughs> yeah, but that's the thing. Yeah, for how long? Twitter in particular was is like right now plagued by advertising. Like even in the replies to tweets, mm. there are adverts. It's a bit of a mess. Like the UI is just kind of ugly and not fun to look at. Um, Threads, I think, looks a little ugly at the moment, but I'm sure with time they'll start to tighten it, it up and things like that. I mean, it literally launched less than a week ago. It does feel very sort of like um, very new. They're going to mm. add more to it. You can kind right. of feel that. Like they, I think that they wanted to get it out at this time where Twitter was doing particularly bad, mm. so that people would make the move now while they're frustrated with Twitter. But it's also like, when are we doing the cage match? Oh, yeah, we need to see Mark Zuckerberg and Elon Musk fight because it's the Zuck, bruh. They were talking about a cage match and then Elon Musk's mum was like, no, he's not allowed. And it's like, girl. I mean, I would have liked to see the cage match. May as well throw Bezos in there. Why not? Yeah, yeah. why why, why not? 
I don't know why, why not. Let's do the Mad Max Arena type deal. You know what I mean? Are you not entertained? Gladiator. Yeah, 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 yeah. I'm all, I'm all here for it. Very that. Yeah, to the death. Um, but yeah, I'm on no one's side on this. I think they're all annoying, and I don't really use either of those apps. So mm. yeah, I'm on the side of the working class. But in saying that, we are on Threads. Yeah, we if are. You want to follow us on Threads? Do... Tahi underscore FM, baby. It's there's a link to it on our Instagram page. Check it out. Give us a follow. Give us a like. Like all of my threads. Like all of my threads. We'll see you over there. Our illustrious guests joining us in the studio today. Uh, two of the how many members are in your group in total? Six, six, yeah, six active. Six Two active members. out of six of the 0800 Collective. Uh, we've got Matt and Joe. Thanks so much for joining us this morning, boys. Yeah, um, pleasure to be here, man. It's a uh, we've been meaning to get you in for a while. We've been talking about it. Um, and your uh, is it an EP? Is that what we call it? That's what we call it, I guess. Yeah. So your EP dropped what beginning of June last month. How's the reception been since? It's been awesome, man. I mean, yeah. I just love getting the messages. Just like yo, sick tracks. Just like happy to. See another one come out, can't wait for more. Because that's the other best part is that this year we're looking to play, put out way more. It's not just like a kind of annual thing that we're looking to do. We're just trying to push music because we have so much of it mm. and so many writing camps. And it's just about time we've really refined our sound, got somewhere we like. And it's just about actually, you know, putting it out there, packaging it, doing our own videos and just getting more creative with it all. Nice. Because uh, it was actually, it was uh, our producer here, Harry, who put me onto you guys' music. He was like, you'll really like these guys. And I went and checked you out on Instagram. And like a lot of like a lot of artists that I have a lot of time respect for really rave about you guys. How long has the 0800 Collective been together? How long has it been? Uh, it's really been since like probably about November 2018. And that was like, it was a funny time for me as well because it was like right around when I was doing exams for year 13 mm. and I was kind of like putting more focus into like doing 0800 stuff yeah, yeah, instead yeah. of exams and so like the whole like the whole yarn at the time was like kind of like oh is this going to pay off you know where's this going to go compared to school <laughs> and uh, uh, it's safe to say it's definitely it's definitely gone somewhere like pretty happy with how it's gone it's like fifth year on right now and we're like we're still going you know um, I'd say like we're definitely like getting into that stage now as well we're we're like we've really found our our, our vibe and our sound mm. and we're just like excited as to like push heaps of new music through definitely excited for this uh this upcoming week as well it's gonna be it's gonna be an exciting time yeah man. sure just yeah because what the tour, tour you guys are down in wellington is it hamilton hamilton yep. welly um auckland obviously Galatos, that's little, gonna be a great gig yeah i mean we got sure. show in christchurch oh yeah and that's pretty cool just because we never really get down there. I've only been there like two times before, so. And there's a big Christchurch hip hop community, yeah. Like, um, Big Summer. I talked to him a couple times, and mm. like he's a he he raves about the hip hop community down in Christchurch. Like, it's more than I expected, I suppose. Being like very Auckland centric, I forget that there's like hip hop communities outside of here. I mean, I'm just such a Jeff. I hardly even go to the south. Yeah, island, dude, unfortunately. I know. Yeah, like, like it's I would love it's... to see Narnia, the other part of the world, but. But I mean, it's the greatest city on earth, right? You exactly. Know, yeah. I really admire that you guys have such a unique sound locally. Like, I really enjoy that because, like, that was the first thing I noticed when I listened to you guys' music was uh, that you don't sound like everybody else. Here in New Zealand, there is a very... And it's not... I'm not trying to, like, dump on the New Zealand music scene. I love the sound that hip-hop has found. It's found its own place. But you guys have a very unique sound compared to everybody else doing hip-hop at the moment. How did you find that sound? They would just found each other, to be honest. Like, And it was purely out of coincidence. Like, the song Donde, the one, like, our first song that came out and that did really well. A funny story behind that, going back to, like, when we first started, Matt was 
transitioning from high school to like leaving. Dude left high school like maybe two weeks before the exams were on, so like he just drops out. And he's oh, like, you put everything in there. Well, yeah, this is before the song was even made. We just like used to freestyle like in my car, just get up to no good. But like, I don't know. I just brought him to the studio that night because I knew Tino from like school, and we weren't even friends at school. We were in the same class, funnily enough. Just didn't talk to each other, but I knew oh, he rapped. Mm. So I hit him up one day, like, yo, I got this mate, Matt. He just really wants to be like a full time rapper. He's <laughs> willing to drop out of school. Like, anyway, I bring him to the studio because he's never like rapped in front of a mic. Neither have I. So, mm. like, I just went, yo, took him out west, recorded it there. Like, literally, everyone that was in that room is in 0800 now. So it wasn't like a, yo, boys, we're going to meet up and this is going to be our group and we're going to wear this and, you know, this is how we're going to come up. It wasn't like that. We just sat in the room and we're like, oh, what's up, man? You went to this school? Because we all went to the same school. We just didn't know each other. It's just mm. such a huge school. So basically, Matt went on the mic, I went on the mic, everyone went on the mic and then that just became us and we're like, next week we're just like, damn, this actually sounds all good. We'll just keep doing this week after week after week and five years later, we're just still cracking today. That's interesting because usually it is a lot of, like, a, a lot of groups come together as like a group of dudes who have been friends for a long time like um you guys all coming together from a different high school and things like that i mean obviously you guys not all knowing each other does that add some difficulty like getting to getting to know each other over the years i think it was because so we went to the same high school we're just all in different years pretty Mm. much so like matt's the youngest me and tino same year like josh pierre dk they're all same year but we're sort of like spread out Mm. but basically just having that connection of just like oh I was in this school I know this guy Mm. I mean everyone knows everyone in the city eventually so you know this guy this guy you're just instantly cool so I think that helped a lot Mm. just having like similar friend groups because then by the time like the shows came on like we just see all our mates from all those friend groups pull up and it's the best feeling man when when you guys do get in the studio having so many of you that probably have your own creative ideas and things like that what's the process like because I imagine there'll be, do you have a clash over sort of like who's going to go first or what sort of sound you're going to be working on? Yeah, like it it can from time to time. And like the process that we used to make music kind of like, it'll kind of change. Like, you know, sometimes we might go for that approach of like, you know, just throw on a beat freestyle. Um, sometimes, you know, someone might want to make a beat while we write. And so, you know, that can be a bit slower. So it like, it kind of just depends on what we're feeling. And uh, a lot of the times we just get, two of the boys to produce at the same time mm. so we can just kind of bounce between two studio rooms and like have those ideas going but uh but yeah uh we kind of like respect the the clash mm. the clash of heads like because honestly it's part of the creative process so eh? like if you're gonna if you're gonna clash ideas a little bit that's it's not too much of a worry like if you're gonna clash here maybe you go to the other room mm. record something there come back when you're like fresh-headed come drop in another idea that's It'll just, it all kind of changes depending on what we're vibing, what we're feeling. I feel like we also just, well, I personally just like to leave it up to the song. Like, I don't put my ego into the room. I don't think any of us do. So there are times where it's like, my verses ain't it. Or if it's just like, whatever my idea was, I'm happy to leave it out. You know, if Matt's idea is stronger, mm. you know, yeah, it's for the song. Yeah. You know, it's like, I have to hear it. I don't want to hear it back and go, that's cringe. Yeah. You know, yeah, like, yeah. <laughs> no, fair you, enough. You got to leave what's meant to be there. Is it like a like a friendly competitiveness, would you say? Oh, yeah, but yeah. at the same time, it's like, um, I'm just trying to compete with me. Mm. You know, there's been so many times in my life, I'm just like, oh, i got to go after this, i got to be this, but that's not my dream. That's mm. not, that's just someone else's. So if I'm, if I'm hyped about me and Matt's hyped about him, then I guess it just shows through. No. People can hear that. I think more or less just how we're structured our music, how professional we're sounding from day one. Like, mm. we big ups to our producers, our engineers, like all the in-house team, 0800, they're just so talented, like, DK mixes and masters pretty much full-time now, 
Josh is a full-time studio artist, mm. mixing and all that. So we always had a sense of professionalism from the start. And I think that really like shifted when like say SoundCloud rap was huge. Mm, and like everyone yeah. just sort of had like a little focus right scarlet and that was their setup in their bedroom which is sick and you can really put out your music that way but i feel like we had an influx of like three years of just like lo-fi sort of sound people were sort of getting a bit over it like oh everyone can do it and obviously when we started doing it yeah we can do it too but we just really had a professionalism from the get-go good sound good engineers just perfect eq i think that set us apart everyone was sort of like oh they're from here Mm. they sound like they're from blah 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 like it's mixing master from this country so and i'm really looking for i mean i know we just got new music from you guys but i am looking forward to what the future holds for you guys like i mean i think we're both just hyped to put out more this year too like that's the biggest part is like it's not just a one ep thing this year no annual stuff like really push it gun it mm. play more shows see more people you know Nah, it's ex- I'm looking forward to it, man. So so we are probably getting some new music this year? I've got to say that. Most definitely. Oh, Most at, definitely. I'm looking forward. Does it, do you reckon it sounds... Is it like a... Are you taking a different <clears throat> approach, like, sonically compared to this last project? I, I say the only difference in our writing is a lot of it comes from, say, like a writing camp that we would have gone on. So mm. instead of being in the studio, we're so lucky that the boys, they're all engineers, so they kind of have a nice home set up or mm. at work set up. So we just wanted to take it back to, like, a nice Airbnb, go on, like, a nice just a villa pretty much and just, like, set up two studios, get a bunch of, like, nice mics and just kick it, eh? Just, like, have Mac on Jesus. the um, barbecue, have Tino just, like, pouring us drinks and... It's fun. Yeah, bro. That's like that, that you can't do that in the, like you can't do that in the studio. I'll yeah, be bro. That like making music's gotta be fun, right? Yeah. Like that's and, and and there's definitely fun head in, in listening to your music, but I can also hear that you guys are having fun. And if that's the key, bro, keep doing that. Like those writing camps, if that's what's we're fuck, it's a I'm gonna G U R P like that stuff is the the music you guys are putting out is great. Mm. I am looking forward to more music. Your guys' tour kicks off this weekend? Yeah. So um, we're playing Wellington, playing at Meow. We're also playing Auckland, Galatas, playing Hamilton. We're playing Hamilton, playing that. Don't do this to me, that. <laughs> Slipping my mind right now. Don't forget Hamilton, man. Never. Back bar. Back bar. There you go. There we go. Okay, to me. Let's talk about one of my favorite childhood memories. Trauma. <laughs> and not the generational type. I'm talking fresh trauma, baby. I'm talking straight. I'm talking. I'm. I'm. I'm talking therapy trauma. All right. You're five years old. It's 2001 for me, at least. And you and your friends are like, ah, what are we gonna do after school? Oh man, like let's. Uh, we're walking home. Like we got some time to kill. Let's hit the playground above Target Road Primary School. Mahood on the North Shore. There was a playground that was three stories high, made of wood and steel, baby. It was dangerous to say the least. 90s level yeah. health and safety oh, standards. Man, you wouldn't let scaffolders climb that stuff in like 2023. You know what I mean? Like, no one had a harness. And we were just like up there, like, yo, like stepping over broken beer bottles and stuff like that, burning ourselves on slides. You break a couple bones, you get kicked in the face somehow. Mm. Like, it's just, it's, it's what it is. Dangerous playgrounds. Uh, were so important, so valuable to my childhood. I can't even, like, begin to emphasize how important they were. Told me to be a man. They told me perseverance, strength. When they say, drink a cup of cement, what they really mean is, go play on a playground from the 2000s, all right? 
Those things were hardcore, and they stopped making playgrounds like they used to. Yeah, put all that cushy stuff on the ground. And they started, you know what I really hate is they started making playgrounds look like art installations. Yeah, it doesn't need to look flashy. I it just, doesn't. Yeah. Like, why? Like, playgrounds just are for... just be able to fall off it. Yeah, playgrounds are for kids. They want bright colors. They want plastic. They want, like, things to climb. They don't care that it looks like a like a Pahuta cow tree, you know what mm. I mean? Like, I hate that stuff. Like, just give the kids something cool to play on. Who cares if it's, like, aesthetically pleasing? It's a playground. It's not really supposed to be, right? Function over fashion. Agreed. Well, in my neighborhood of the south side, Okilangi, Mannix, Monaco in particular, we have a brand new uh, playground opening up at Hayman Park, and I'm telling you, I'm going to play on it. It is three to four stories high wood rope and get this here let's pull an image up that's a metal slide that oh. pink thing that's a metal slide oh kids gonna get burned on that oh i love it i don't know if the science has changed behind like metal slides maybe this one's like anti-burn or something like that i doubt it I but doubt it. um i was like saying like i'm gonna take my nieces and nephews there and they're gonna break their first bones there. Mm, you know, beautiful. I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna force them to break a bone. You know, I don't want it to sound like that. <laughs> yeah, but like, like throw them off. Yeah, but like, you're like, you know, I feel like it's important that ch- children like hurt themselves. I mean, I <laughs> that sounds bad. It's a, it's a weird sentence, but I get where you're coming from. Yeah, I hurt myself very badly on some playgrounds as a kid. I, for those who don't know, I've broken many bones, hmm. many bones, and my, one of my first ones was I broke my leg. For those who grew up in Ponikir, there is a park when you take the cable car. It's park on the side. It's got a big slide. I went down that slide and a kid went down after me and I put my leg out straight and the kid whacked into me and I broke my leg. Just oh full on God. broken leg. I also broke my nose on a jungle gym because I was dangling by my little legs and my sister, shout out to Jean, love you. Sorry for bringing this up. She's like, I'll catch you. She, she didn't, and I just plant onto the ground. There was a tooth in my lip. It was yeah. mental. Yeah. But, like, again, lower hut playgrounds were not known for safety back in my day, and we all had some weird bruises and scratches, and mm. for me, many a broken bone. It's an important part of it, I suppose. Yeah, and that's why I'm excited to see them making playgrounds like this, because it just looks fun. Yeah. I, it just looks cool, and I'm really happy that kids actually have a cool playground, because... Man, the playground that was there before sucked. Man. It was so <laughs> ugly. Like, and it was like it was one of those ones that looked like an art installation. And like, there was a sand. It. There was like a sand pit with like this thing that the kids could climb, but like it was made of cement. So you had sand and cement, like, just like, okay, I'm talking about children getting hurt. That's just deadly. Like cement and sand not for the like playground hurt, like hurt. we mean like you fall uh, yeah. off and you bump your leg yeah but that like, was Mom. just like genuinely i was like watching my nephew climb it and i was just like i'm not okay with this mm. like it was just it was ugly it didn't serve a purpose make playgrounds great again all right speaking That's of that though we were talking and we both agreed that actually we really want to play on some playgrounds because that's really fun. And they've taken that from us as adults. There's no playground for us to go to except like what, Vegas? No fun. No playground, no jungle gym. Um, so we're going to be hitting up some playgrounds <laughs> and we're going to be reviewing them for you. So if you've got a playground in your neighbourhood that you reckon is mean, uh, let us know. We'll jump in the car and we'll go have a play and we'll, we'll let you know what we reckon. So as you know, it is Matariki. Mm-hmm. And uh, on RNZ this week, they've done a cool little series called Rising Stars of Matariki oh, where they're so highlighting good. some like young and successful Māori people around the country and like just highlighting some awesome stuff they're doing. I've really enjoyed it. There's a few different people on there. There's a, Elijah Pugh. Um, who 
was trying to be mayor at one point and is now doing something else. Very, It's honestly super interesting. I just made it sound really boring, but it's not. It's really cool. I would recommend having a look at it, especially if you're feeling in these winter months a little bit uninspired. Mm. I tend to feel a little bit miserable and uninspired during winter, but reading this, I was kind of like, you know, that thing where you're like, I can do it. It was very yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. So I recommend checking it out. It's on rnz.co.nz. Um, just type in Matariki, it will come up. And it's all over their Facebook at the moment. But it's really cool. Highly recommend having a little looky. Little read. Little gaze. Little gaze. As you may know, here on the Tahi, we do love a good conspiracy theory. And today, we might just have a new one for you. I think we're inventing one as we go yeah. this morning. Yeah. yeah. So uh, tell us about North Canterbury, Evie. So last week in North Canterbury, there was a big sonic boom at around 8.30pm on Saturday. And a similar loud bang was reported last week as well. The police were unable to find a source of this loud sound. There was a sonic wave. Shockwave. Shockwave. Okay, my B. Same, whatever, <laughs> whatever. It's not X-Men, like... <laughs> but the, no one knows what it is yet, and people are like, maybe it's a meteor. But astronomers have demi- dis- demi- dismissed the theory that it's a meteor, saying, like, nah, it's not a meteor. So what is it? What is it? <sighs> what caused the bang? No one knows. Nobody knows. Well, I think we can come up with some theories of our own. Because uh, I feel like this is a mystery that needs to be solved. Good old woodened. All right. Let's say it was aliens. Mm. Let's say this is the beginning of War of the Worlds. Woodened versus extraterrestrial life. Who's winning? I mean, I'm going to say woodened, to be fair. I mean, people South Island. Can't, yeah, people, people from the South hearty. Island are a different breed, hearty. dude. Like... If anyone in the world, like, you know, like, aliens always, in the movies, they always invade, like, it's, like, Japan, Korea, it's, like, like Europe, L.A. Bro, try, try me. You know, they're always, like, oh, yeah, we don't know what's happening in New Zealand. They're so isolated. We've had no communications. It's because we're good, bro. Yeah. You know? Because we just got the South Island, and we were, like, gee, sort it out. You know what I mean? I really think some people from the South Island, like, bro, just some tradie down in the South Island versus E.T., we're just gonna throttle him. You know e. T. what I mean? I mean, like, ET's not a great example. Okay, ET's just e. T., like a weird like, little guy. Maybe like aliens or like the predator. The predator's oh, got the no predator. chance, bro. He's got no chance. Honestly, if the predator landed in a small town in like Southland where they were doing a rugby tournament, it's over. It's bro, over for the predator. Imagine a seven foot, hundred and thirty kilo. 15-year-old rugby player. Yeah. Who, he's, bro, he's, the Predator's got no chance, dude. I'm, I want to say aliens because it just sounds way more fun, but if it's not aliens, what could it be? I have no idea. Maybe uh, an explosion of some kind, mm. like maybe some sort of lab or something. I don't know. It is the South Island. Um, I I like to think aliens, but I wonder why aliens would pick. Wouldn't. <laughs> They're like, we're finally going to make contact, contact, let's go to North Canterbury. Like, I don't know that they would do that, but... We need to check the Wooden Grapevine page. I tried to join the Facebook group, but they caught on pretty quickly. I wasn't from there and they removed me. So if you're in that group, add me in, please. Please, we'd love to know what the inner workings of Wooden is thinking about the situation, because it sounds... Amazing. We just want to help you find the answer. We just want to know what's going on. We're really invested in this. Yeah, maybe we can convince the company that we want to go do investigative journalism there and they can fly us down to Wood End. Harry. 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 I mean, I want to keep it a buck with you. Accommodation would be cheap. 
new show yeah. idea, Evie and Saw, Paranormal Investigators. Hey, how about conspiracy series just get us for the season two? Oh, you huge. Know? Someone get Bubba on the line, sure. Yeah, let's just send Bubba to Wooden. <laughs> <laughs> We've all thought about this, you know. Every single one of us has thought, who would be in my dream scented candle rotation? Scented candle. You just pass around a little candle and you smell it and you go, mm, yummy. And um, who would be in your dream scented candle rotation? Saw model. Uh, oh, you want me to start? You get one plus one in this universe that it's the Tahi team. We've all got one plus one. Who are you choosing and why? Just one is so difficult. I know. I mean, um, I would cop out and say the entirety of the Wu Tang Clan because that's one answer, but like twenty people. But I'm gonna I'm gonna keep it a buck. Uh, Tupu Tamasisi the uh, third. He was the leader of the Second Mel Movement, um, who helped Samoa free ourselves from the shackles of um, New Zealand's colonization. I just feel like he'd be like a really feel like he'd be like a really good yarn off the scented candle. Mm. You know what I mean? Mm. Yeah, I'm sure you've thought heavily about this one. I have thought a lot about it, and uh, my pick is Princess Diana. I, yeah, Princess Di, because she knows stuff. And I feel like she's really funny. I feel like she'd have a good bit about the candle flavors. Mm, you know, have a good contribution. Mm, mm. And I just got, I got a lot I want to ask her. And if it meant that it sort of brought her back to life for, somehow, because I'm magic, I guess, in this scenario, I'd be like, <laughs> what do you think of Megan? Like, what do you think of Has and Meg? Like, I would I'd love Has to Has and know. Meg is hilarious. Yeah, Has and Meg, girl. Has and Meg. Has. Speaking of Has, Has Harry, who's your dream scented candle rotation? Close, I could see. Plus one. He's coming in, on he's coming one. in. Hello. Hello. How you doing? Good. Um, I also thought way too long and hard about this. And my answer has changed. Originally, I wanted Donald Glover there. Um, but I thought about it a bit more. It's like, who can I learn something off? I need even more wisdom than Donald Glover, which is, he's a pretty wise guy, but I've decided uh, Dolly Parton would be <gasps> in my dream scented candle rotation. Oh, that's such a good one! Because I feel oh. like, A, she's going to enjoy it. Once you're done working nine to five, you get home, you're probably going to enjoy a bit of scented candles, you know? You just you just are after mm. a hard, long day of work. Uh, business owner, actress, musician, she's got so many, like, feathers to her cap. And, like, really killed it for year after year in some pretty like male dominated industries so um, she'll have some few tips and trips for everyone Mm. on how to like continue to kill it in life I feel like our three would get on quite well I feel like they'd have a lot to talk about yeah but let's 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 see how the four of us will get along Liam babes Hurry, my, come in here. Who is your Who's dream in your scented candle scented candle to ruin the vibe (laughs) (laughs) um my dream center candle rotation plus one would be Azalea Banks. Yes! Yeah, I feel like she's she's got some stuff to say, and she would have very pointed opinions on the aforementioned candle, mm. um, which would somehow bring mm. up something really weirdly, like, niche mm. that she would then be cancelled for. Yeah, yeah. But only we know about it. Oh, like, do you think she'd like get along with everyone at first, no. and then, but then she'd go home and make an Instagram story about them? I think her and Diana would have like a really entertaining beef for us. I think Diana her and would Diana be like, would "I'm get not." Along. Yeah, I think they might get on. I think her and Diana, because they've both been wronged by society. Do you, you, because Dolly's a bit of a G. Dolly's. Do you think awesome. Azalea Banks would get along with? 
But here's where it's going to get tricky because if Azalea wants to say something disrespectful to Dolly Parton, I'm going to have to step in because that's Dolly Parton. Exactly. And I'm going to lose that fight. You know, the vibe. No, she's going to start a fight. Yeah, probably. But I respect the I respect the answer. She's definitely up there. She's definitely. I'd just love to uh, like throw some names at her and be like, "Why do you hate them?" And just because she could, could she could hate somebody off of like a principle. I feel like you could just be like. If I was going to choose my own one where we didn't have plus ones and, and we weren't all there, I would still pick Princess Diana, but I would also pick Ice Spice and Jungkook because yeah. one of them is the reincarnation of Diana and I'm not sure which one and I want to find Spice. out. And oh. also, I'd just love to have Jungkook over at my house. <laughs> Wait, can I change mine so fast? Let's hear it. Trisha Paytas. <gasps> <laughs> yes. Also, she's the reincarnation of um, the Queen. Yes. Anyways. Trisha Paytas and Dolly Parton. The same person. Same. Oh. Oh, I feel like we're disrespecting Dolly Parton. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, Well, let's wrap that up there. Who is your dream plus one? At the scented candle rotation. You're in your mate's garage. Your mate's garage. It's, yeah. You're in West Auckland. You're in the heart. You're in Hamilton. It's a weeknight. It's, yeah, it's Tuesday, it's five. <laughs> it's a ball of Powerade in the centre and you're just sharing a scented candle. Who's in that rotation? Let us know. All right, we're getting to the end of the show. That is all the time that we have for today. Uh, big shout out to our guests. Ella Stewart, who is a legend. We love Ella. And big shout out to our 800 Collective for joining us on the show. Um, we love our local talent. We love our local culture. Uh, music, culture, kind of our thing. You know what I mean? Trust us. You like how I slipped the catch line in there? It was pretty good, right? It was pretty good. Um, but yeah, that's all the time we have for today. We'll be back Thursday. Um, uh, we didn't mention it earlier, but uh, Evie's taking a little holiday. Yeah. She's got a break coming up. She's got some leave. I know. You're thinking to yourself, didn't she just take a holiday? Well, all right. I did, yeah. Who says she can't take two? Yeah, no, I did. I'm going to keep it a buck. I'm like, yeah, you know, I'm going to be lonely again. <laughs> <laughs> I won't be gone too long, everybody. Yeah. Um, all, all, will, all will be revealed. All will Yeah. Yeah, no. Um, so, yeah, Evie won't be here on Thursday. So is there any parting wisdom you want to give to our listeners? Um... Um, uh, what, oh, okay, actually, I have a life motto. Have I ever shared this with you? No, let's hear it. My life motto, and I came up with this at a shockingly young age for how wise this is, mm. um, do whatever you want, just don't be a dick about it. That's how to live your life. Do whatever you want, just don't be a dick. Be nice. Don't be a dick about it. Be a dick sometimes, I don't know. But no, but just overall, don't be a dick. Where, where's the wisdom to live by? I love that. Mm. Well... Until we see you next, Stevie, and you, the listener, as we always say, talk fast, sweet, four, and... Cupcakes.